Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Good morning, it's Wednesday the 19th of July in London. This is the Bloomberg Daybreak Hewitt podcast. I'm Caroline Hepke. Coming up today, Tata picks Britain for its new battery plant. A look ahead to today's UK inflation data and the city offering bankers a 30% jump in starting salaries. Let's start with a roundup of our top stories. The UK is poised to secure a commitment from Tata to build a gigafactory in Somerset. Bloomberg's Ewan Potts has the story. It's being hailed as a major win for Rishi Sunak. Jaguar Land Rover's owner Tata is planning to locate their electric car battery factory in Britain. Sources have told Bloomberg a deal is set to be announced later today. The plant is expected to receive hundreds of millions of pounds in subsidies. It comes as the UK has struggled to attract significant auto industry investment in the aftermath of Brexit. In London, I'm Ewan Potts, Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The number of profit warnings issued by UK-listed companies has risen for the seventh quarter in a row. Companies listed on UK exchanges issued 66 profit warnings in the second quarter as surging inflation and rising interest rates squeezed margins. According to a report by Ernst Young's strategy consulting arm, EY Parthenon, 18% of UK-listed companies issued a profit warning in the last year alone. Excluding the pandemic, that is the highest level since 2008. Meanwhile, Britain is bracing for inflation figures that are expected to keep the pressure on the Bank of England to raise interest rates again. Consumer price growth is projected to fall from 8.7% in May to 8.2% in June. That's according to a survey of economists by Bloomberg. That would be its lowest level since March last year. But core inflation is expected to remain at a 31-year high of 7.1%. Bloomberg Economics, whose inflation forecasts for June are below the survey median of 8%, says that core inflation is going to be crucial. Another upside surprise could tip the balance in favour of a 50 basis point interest rate hike when the Bank of England meets next week to decide on its interest rate decision. Now, let's move on, talk about Wall Street banks, because uh, the giants of the industry are finally seeing signs of life in their capital markets businesses. Bank of America and Morgan Stanley joined JP Morgan and Citigroup in beating analysts' expectations for equity underwriting revenue in the second quarter. Speaking to Bloomberg, Morgan Stanley's chairman and CEO, James Gorman, says that things are also looking up for investment banking. I do believe it's bottomed. Every CEO I'm talking to has tilted to a more forward-looking posture. So I think deals will start getting done. Whether they happen in the back half of this year, I'm not so sure. It might be be next year that it comes, but it will definitely be, it will be during next year when we see it, if not this year. 
Second quarter profits at James Gorman's uh, bank fell 13% to $2.18 billion. That contrasts with rival Bank of America, which saw second quarter profits soar. Revenue for fixed income at B of A uh, for currencies and commodities trading too rose 18% to $2.8 billion. Microsoft shares hit an intraday record on Tuesday after the software giant gave pricing details for its corporate artificial intelligence products. Microsoft 365 Copilot will cost $30 a month per person on top of what most business customers already pay. Bloomberg Intelligence's Anurag Rana says that the price is high, but he expects firms to pay it. At the end of the day, this is a company that's coming up with products way before than anybody else is trying to figure out their strategy. So I think this just shows that Microsoft is well ahead in this game compared to the other software vendors. And it's not just the office suite. I mean, this really has direct impact on their cloud business. Anya Agrana says Bloomberg Intelligence expects the subscription costs to come down as AI technology development ramps up. And finally, a US soldier has been detained in North Korea after crossing over the heavily armed border. It's reported that the 23-year-old intentionally travelled from South Korea in an apparent effort to escape being sent home after being charged with assault. The US Defence Secretary Lloyd Austin says that he is concerned about the man's welfare. We're closely monitoring and investigating the situation and working to notify the soldiers next of kin uh, and engaging to address this incident. That was the U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. Many of the Americans detained in North Korea have been sentenced to years of hard labor, but typically released several months later. Those are a few of our top stories then for you uh, this morning. Um, this also caught our eye, though. The Hong Kong talent war, it apparently means a 30% jump in pay, uh, certainly in the financial and tech sphere. There's been an exodus um, of talent, really, from Hong Kong. So it means that starting salaries for new recruits have really gone up. Um, banks, insurers, wealth managers, uh, all facing staff shortages there. Uh, the pandemic and the crackdown on civil liberties prompted thousands of residents to leave Hong Kong in recent years. But then apparently there has been a, a change. The border reopening with China has given uh, industry in Hong Kong a big boost. And actually, you've seen the jobless rate go down to a four-year low. Uh, so uh, if you look at the latest data from Willis Towers Watson, um, they say that financial services in particular saw a 4.8% average salary increase in 2023 but as I say um, pay very much focused on the starting salaries pay in Hong Kong typically higher than in rival Singapore so uh, that's where you can see the big pay bumps in Hong Kong right now good story then on the Bloomberg terminal let's also though turn our attention to perhaps the lead story in the UK today Tatar has chosen Britain for its new gigafactory it's a much needed win for the Prime Minister Rishi Sunak the UK has only one one other large-scale battery plant, and that is Nissan's in Sunderland. The makers of another British Volt collapsed, if you remember, in January. Now, the news comes right as the Prime Minister's approval rating hits a new low. And it's our very own James Wilcock who joins me this morning in studio on a story that you've been um, tracking uh, very closely. What do we know so far about the idea of this new factory being built here? 
Well, Caroline, we know that the UK government and Tata are set to announce a commitment to build this gigafactory. Now, the future of car production is these large-scale battery plants. You can't build cars without them. And increasingly, with large export tariffs, we look at the EU-UK sort of post-Brexit deal, you need to have at least 45% of the materials and components of the car sourced in either the UK or the EU to be able to export it. Mm. And batteries are a large and expensive part of that deal. Um, the EU has 25 of these gigafactories under construction, and it was a big fear for the UK government that they were falling behind. This announcement that may be supported by, we expect, hundreds of millions of pounds in subsidy is a massive win. It's likely to bring jobs back to the country, and it's also likely to support the UK in this global fight to be kind of onshoring advanced manufacturing. And I remind you, advanced manufacturing is one of the chances five areas for growth. This has all the hallmarks of the things that Rishi Sunak has touted in his pledge to make Britain an industrial powerhouse. It's also, I hesitate to add, a designated enterprise zone, the zone that's being bought, which is an area that Rishi Sunak introduced that has special tax breaks for businesses to invest. So it has all the kind of positives that the government has been selling about its business strategy and approach. Yeah, and of course, we have talked a lot in recent months about the negative news around the economy um, and and the kind of uncertainty politically in the UK for many months. So is this just an unquestionable win then for the UK? Well, Labour would point out that the big question mark is quite how much government subsidy is being promised here. Mm. Uh, And we're yet to find out when the government formally announced it. But as I said, it's expected to be in the hundreds of millions of pounds. Uh, Now, they would say that we, Labour, would promise eight gigafactories. The UK government currently have plans for just the two, but hopefully more in the works. And they would also add that if you were trying to support more at that level of subsidy, it would be quite difficult to sustain in such a tight public funding. It also is saying that if you go back to the 1950s, Britain used to be the world's second biggest auto manufacturer. 1950s? I know. I'm just going to do the comparison, though. It's now 18th. So one gigafactory does not reverse an entire secular trend in and of itself overnight. And I can point to, say, BMW, who, say, shifted production to China last year for their electric minis. So... It's not one bit of good news doesn't reverse an Mm. entire trend, but it is still uh, a very good announcement from the government today. Yeah. Hang on a second. I'd add to that, though, that you've skipped over the whole bit, which is Margaret Thatcher. Her major drive um, was to, you know, build um, a British car exporting business. And that was immensely successful. And pre-Brexit, you know, we were churning out. I mean, a million, two million vehicles a year. It was you know, a very, very significant player um, in Europe, uh, here in the UK. Look, does it mean then this could be a comeback for UK automotive? I mean, we speak regularly to the SMMT. Um, they've been, you know, talk about these issues for at least a year or two years very intensively. So is this a comeback potentially? I mean, the things with advanced manufacturing, the trend that seems to be emerging globally is everything starts with stability and network effects. If you can get the supply chain and the infrastructure there, companies want to cut down their supply chains. They want to cut down the amount of think times components have to move around. So it is a step in the right direction in a global fight for subsidies that you are seeing um, the US and Europe devoting large amounts of money, time and attention to winning these kinds of companies over. And the UK government today will very likely be pointing out the fact that that Tata chose the UK 
over Spain in a victory for both the Sunak over another European country as a sign that they have been able to convince a business to locate in the UK despite Brexit, despite negativity, despite fears around inflation. Nevertheless, they they persevered. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's uh, a really interesting story that you uh, uh, brought to Bloomberg uh, first yesterday. A lot of interest in this idea that we could get this battery factory in Somerset in the southwest of England rather than as you say, in Spain. Um, a lot of expectations also that we might get a big announcement from the Prime Minister's Day. Maybe he'll even go to one of these uh, factories um, to make that announcement, as you say, considered to be quite a big win for the UK. Bloomberg's James Walcock uh, reporting this morning. Thank you so much. The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest-growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank. Because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's bring you one of our big interviews, though, now. Morgan Stanley's CEO, James Gorman, says that the worst is over for the banking industry. Despite falling short of analysts' expectations on earnings, the bank's stock jumped on the positive sentiment. Tuesday's move ranks amongst the best earnings day moves for the bank over the past decade. Bloomberg's Sonali Basak sat down with Gorman to ask him about the results. The fundamentals are really strong. Our capital ratios... I mean, we'll see when all the banks report. We're close to the end of the major banks. But I'm pretty sure we've got the highest capital levels of any bank, any major bank in the US. Uh, the net new money numbers you reference are obviously evidence of growth, and our dividend is 4% or close to it. So a combination of really high conservative capital levels, obvious organic growth within a couple of core businesses, and very high dividend yield for what we do, I think the investors sensibly look past um, what's been going on in the market recently. You know, IPO activity is obviously down, M&A activity is down, uh, some of the fixed income trading was a little more muted. N- none of that matters, right? It, it, strategically, that doesn't matter. That's a point in time market sentiment. That will change. Deals will get done. Companies will go public. People will trade. So I think the market sensibly looked at the big picture items and said, yeah, the rest of the stuff will just come, and that's why we're trading the way we're trading. It was a great clean quarter. 
when you look at investment banking, trading, mm. advisory, yep. when do they come back and how robust will that activity be? Well, I think I don't know when exactly. Uh, I do believe it's bottomed. And we were just talking before we got on air, you know, I've been to in the last couple of months, Australia, Japan, Saudi, France, England, Amsterdam, I mean, I, and all over the US. And every CEO I'm talking to has tilted to a more forward looking posture. Um, so I think deal, deals will start getting done. Whether they happen in the back half of this year, I'm not so sure. It might be it might be next year that it comes, but it will definitely be it will be during next year when we see it, if not this year. James, what does all of this mean for headcount? You've booked a more than three hundred million dollar cost tied to severance packages, but it seems like headcount is starting to stabilize. Do you think that a rebound in some of this activity means that you could bring more people on, or do you still see more cuts in certain not, areas? Not really. I mean, we we laid off about eighteen hundred people last December, and we knew that was an optimistic view. Um, and I said to the team, if by April things haven't turned, we'll have to unfortunately do it again. And we ended up laying off another three and a half thousand people. Now, against that backdrop, we've had attrition, I think, is running almost 50 percent what historical rates are. We've got 83,000 employees. We bought two huge companies, E-Trade and E-Trade Vance, and we guaranteed everybody their job during COVID. So headcount was, if you will, artificially high. I regarded this as bringing us back to what the normal run rate should be. I don't think we're going to add to that. I mean, one of the beauties of this business, it's very scale driven. If you do a few more trades, you don't need more people to do it for the same clients. So, no, I think we're about right with headcount right now. But obviously, you know, we're, we, we're, we've got fiduciary responsibility, shareholders deliver returns, and we watch that carefully. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, your morning brief on the stories making news from London to Wall Street and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed every morning on Apple, Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning on London DAB Radio, the Bloomberg Business app and Bloomberg.com. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa device. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. I'm Caroline Hepker. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.